Yeah. <laughs> well, good evening, everybody. I'm really happy to be back here at the Open Secret Bookstore. The great title, Open Secret, because sort of it indicates something, hopefully. Yeah. How can there be a secret if it's open? Yeah. Or you hear the statement, a gateless gate. What the hell does that mean, a gateless gate? You know? Obviously, there's no gate you need to enter or exit from. Yeah. Open secret. How can it be a secret if it's open? You know, gateless gate. And there can't be a toll booth, and there can't be me walking in. And then, obviously, if I think I've walked in, I can assume I'm going to be walked out of that gate. Yeah? So I become the most relevant part of the gate, the one who's walking through the gate. But the gateless gate takes that away. And the open secret is, it's so obvious, it doesn't need a secret to hide. It's hiding right underneath our nose right now. Yeah? Like St. Francis so aptly put it, what's looking is what you're looking for. It's a beautiful statement. Very hard to sell a book on that. It would be like half a page. Yeah? What's looking is what you're looking for. End of story. Yeah? Not 400 pages of dissertation, but an invitation. It's totally different. This isn't a lecture and it's not, you're not going to learn anything here. Hopefully, you're going to be invited, or actually the mind is going to be invited, to entertain a possibility. Yeah? The possibility will become so if you entertain it. The possibility is, needs for you to be making it so. Yeah? Or it won't seem to be a possibility. Just like they said when we were kids, or at least where I grew up as a Catholic kid, they always talked about the three qualities of the Godhead, which was... It's omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. So it's all-powerful, all-knowing, and it's everywhere. And I always used to be amazed because I never ran into it. You know, Walking around, I obviously felt I must be in everywhere. And why the hell am I not running into that? Because the everywhereness really, in a sense, depends on you to recognize it for it to actually be everywhere for you. Yeah? If you don't see it, if you don't entertain it, it will be as if it isn't so. Yeah? That open secret will be a secret. The gateless gate will have a gate on it. Yeah? But you're the one who produces the gate and, and, the, uh, and the sense of it being a secret. Not the secret and not the gateless gate, but you. So there's a lot of old Zen treatises where they talk about, you know, the, the way is not difficult, this and that, unless... You have preferences and opinions. So someone such as us, this seemingly long-lasting, independent, separate entity, if it's entertaining certain ideas, what so can seem not to be so to you? It can't do it forever, but it can damn well do it for a long stretch of time, maybe 80 years. Yeah? It will appear what's truly so, and all there is to be so, and the so-ness of all so-ness will be like so what to you? <laughs> yeah? You'll be engaged with the business of the day and your hair and how you're looking and your clothes and this and that. And it will seem, that so-ness will seem not to be so to you. That's how powerful the mind is that's, that's expressing itself here. There's a beautiful statement in The Course of Miracles, lesson number two, that says you and I have given everything or are giving everything all the meaning it has. Yeah? You and I are giving everything all the meaning it has. That's the whole basis of a subjective experience, yes? Because right now, we're in the same experience, pretty much. We're in the same circumstance. 
It's seemingly the same day at the same minute in the same physical location, but each and every one of us will be having an experience of their own in a sense because you'll be giving this talk, this room. Everyone that lights their eyes alight on one of these things, it's possible that every one of us will give it a different meaning. Every one of us, yeah? And that will be your experience of that thing. Because the thing is not going to lend itself to you as an experience. You're going to give it a meaning that you're going to experience. Yeah. So if something is like bothering me, and I, let's say I'm not in good shape today. I'm feeling like I'm bad. You know, something's wrong with me. I feel disconnected, however that means, whatever that means. Yet I'm thinking I'm disconnected from the source, so I'm not feeling well. So this is a big problem, let's say, that day. Yeah? The next day I'm feeling pretty good. It's not a problem. The next day I'm feeling bad again. It's a problem. Tell me what it is. Is it a problem or isn't it a problem? Is this the reality? It's really a problem. Or is this the reality? It's not a problem. Or is it the fact that it's neither? That it has no reality of its own? The only reality it gets to have is what I lend it. Yeah? What you and I lend it is what gives it the meaning. So if something really seems as real as real to be as can be to you, it must be getting that reality lent to it. From what? The reality. Where would something that's like in recovery, they talk about false evidence appearing real. It's the acronym for fear. Yeah, One of the many of them. False evidence is appearing real. Now, obviously, it doesn't say false evidence is real because that's contradictory. It's false evidence. How can it be real? But it says false evidence appears to be real. What is it, what is it that false evidence needs for it to appear to be real? It has to have a someone to appear to be real too. Because it's false. Yeah, False evidence appearing real. What's the major ingredient in that event? Not the false evidence, but the one it's appearing to be real too. Yeah. Where the hell is... Re- How could reality be lent to all of these things unless reality was lending them that sense of reality? They can't get it. There's not a store in falsehood that has a big store where reality is sold, or you can rent it for maybe an hour or two. Yeah, and then it can seem, seem so, so, so to be true, but it's seeming so to be true to you. It's not seeming so to be true. Its basic nature is it's empty of any ability to cause because it's an effect. Yeah? It's not a thing in and of itself. It's being given meaning by what we are, and it's being given meaning through a thing, but what's giving the meaning to it is not a thing. It's mind, yeah, the big M mind, yeah. So if something can feel so real to you, you're sitting right next to someone, and they're totally flipping out about something that's not happening, actually, like next week. And if you're sitting, you can be saddled right up to them, next to them, you're not going to pick it up. It's not contagious, yeah. You're not going to be infected by it. You'll have an immunity to it. Yeah? Basically because the thoughts that you're having are held in a certain way that if I, don't ha- if I see them as yours, they're not being held that way. And it's that they're your thoughts. The same thoughts, if they were held here as my thoughts, they'd have the same ability to screw me as they're screwing you. Yeah? It's not the thought, it's the identification as being the thinker of the thought. That's what gives it the ability to, to drive a meaning back to you. Yeah? 
So it's the thinker of the thought. So here's a thought that's driving you crazy. If I see it as yours, it has no ability to drive me crazy. But the same thought held as mine has the ability to drive me crazy. Where is it getting that ability? From the thought itself? Or for the one, the quote-unquote one, who's having the thought? Yeah. And can you imagine, let's say, the thousands of thoughts go through your head, but the, all the meaning that they're bringing to you isn't brought to you by the thought, it's being brought to you by the my. Being the thinker of those thoughts, being my thoughts and about me, they have a huge amount of weight that they don't have if they're your thoughts. Where are you going to get the relief? Are you going to get the relief from not thinking? That's a thought. The relief isn't like not thinking. The relief is seeing you're not the thinker of the thoughts. They're not yours. Yeah. What happens is the supply route where meaning is given to those thoughts to facilitate this act of being bonded to the idea of being the thinker. Yeah. The supply line that's going to deliver this meaning that you're the thinker Using the thought, the thought's going to facilitate the bondage of the mind to the idea of being the thinker of the thought. That facility is goes over the bridge of my. If the my isn't there, the thought has a much... It's very much, much lighter, I'll tell you that much. And, it, and then its basic nature overrides what the meaning you gave it, which is it comes and goes. Yeah? Its basic nature is now seen as coming and going. When it's, been, when it's laden with meaning, when it's laden with meaning, it seems to linger there. It can, and it can have the effect of ruining a whole day. I've watched people. I've watched what's happened to them. Yeah? As soon as a thought, a thought, a thought, a thought, everything's going pretty well, a thought, a thought, a thought, a thought, a thought, then one of them hints the bell. Oh, that's, my, that's about me. That's, that's my thought. As soon as that happens, it's like a fish. It's like this, it's like mind is just this no-thingness. The bait of, this bait of the thought, yeah, appears. Oh, it's about you. And then the mind rises to uh, understand the thought. And as soon as it bites the thought and calls it mine, that it becomes a fish, yeah? And it doesn't only become a fish, seemingly. It cannot be a fish, but it can seem to be a fish. It seems to be a historical fish. You have a feeling that you were there before the damn thought, and you're definitely going to be there after the thought. This is produced. It's not so. And all of the production of the mental process called selfing to produce a sense of being a self, and it is a felt. It's a tactile feeling that when an action occurs through this body, you think it's your action, or you did it. When a thought is seen in this through this head or heard, you, the feeling is, I'm the thinker of it, or it's about me. When a feeling goes through the body, it's claimed and called, I'm the feeler of that feeling. Yeah, It's like a heist, in a way. It's like a heist. It's already taken, it's already claimed consciousness is in contact, which is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. It's already claimed that and called it you. I'm the one who's seeing. I'm the one who's hearing. I'm the one who's feeling. I'm the one who's touching. I'm the one who's tasting. I'm the one who's thinking. Yeah? As soon as it claims that conscious contact, what does it use the conscious contact to facilitate? Becoming unconscious. Yeah? Which cannot be so, but it can sure damn well seem to be so. And the word seem is really important. Seemingly means it appears to be true or false to you. Yeah? 
It has no relevance whatsoever. It can either appear to be true or false, but what is required is it has to appear to be true or false to a you. Yeah? It's not appearing as true or false to any fucking thing else. Yeah? <laughs> so that's our position. We play that position in a way. Yeah? That's why if you read the Buddhism and they talk about the, the esoteric philosophies of everything is inherently empty, what is it empty of? It's empty of of being a reality. How do, can it seem to be so real? It's lent reality from reality. Yeah. Where's the reality? It's what's looking. As St. Francis says, what do you mean, what's looking? Where? Where? No. What's looking is, the you, is what the you is looking for. But where? 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 No. What's looking is what the you is what the you is looking for. The looking for and the what's looking, are, da, da, da. it's this middleman or middle woman that creates this difference between heaven and earth. Yeah? What's looking, yeah, I, I'm following you, I'm following you, is what you, ah, yes. <laughs> very, very impressed with my own spiritual searching, yes. All right, all right, what's looking, the you, now the you gets emphasized, and now the what's looking is forgotten, and now the you's looking for what? What's looking, yeah? And it's the best way for a secret that's totally open to appear to be a secret. It's the best way to have an imaginary toll booth at a gateless gate. It's an incredible way. As soon as the what's looking is forgotten and taken to be you that's looking, you will now doubly screw yourself by going, oh, I'm going to start looking for what's looking. But you're going to be looking for it as what you're not. Yeah? And every moment you're looking for the truth, you're going to be affirming that you're not the truth. Because if you were the truth, why the hell would you be looking for it? Yeah? Why? So this is the little trick. What's looking, let's say that the what, has to, it moves through this and somehow it becomes who's looking. And from there, the what's looking, which is pure seeing, now becomes a form of looking called self-centeredness. And instead of seeing life as happening, you see it as happening to you. Yeah? And then maybe it gets bad enough where the who wants a little bit of that what, yeah? But it wants to entertain it as the who. It doesn't really want to give up. It's like this. Like when the mind opens up, it's like a camera lens, yeah? It's fixated right now on this one locking position, which has no lock at all in it, called self-centeredness, yeah? So what happens is when, let's say it opens up, something happens, you hear a message, or you're walking through a park, or you're at World, you know, Kmart, and something falls off a shelf, whatever occurs, it has nothing to do with what's occurring. But here's the aperture, opens up, yeah? All right, that's pretty cool. Yes, I'm getting much clearer. I can't believe how much I'm seeing now. I can almost feel like I'm close to the oneness. Right? Yes, I can see all people are not anywhere near where I'm at, but you know, I have some compassion for them. And it's sort of safe, and it's not. But what actually happens is the aperture goes like this, but it goes like this. Yeah? So now you're looking at it, you're looking from here, and, you're, and the view seems to be getting bigger. It's, it's easy, it's very safe for you. Yeah? But now it goes to this point. Like Ramana Maharshi said, your head is in the tiger's mouth, it's a done deal. It goes like this, and then you're seen to be in front of the camera, not behind the camera. Yes? 
you're seen to be not what's seen. <laughs> you know, by the simple expression or experience or hit of seeing you. Instead of seeing from you, which is a form of looking, you actually see the you you were thinking was the square zero of your whole freaking life. It's like square three. Yeah. So it opens up, boom, 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 boom. Here, now you're seeing, you're seeing this, which you call the Alpha and the Omega, in front of the camera. And when that happens, you realize it's never been behind the camera. Content, connect, content is content. It's defined by that limitation. This is appearing. This is not what's so. What's so doesn't appear. Not as what's so. It can't. Yeah. It appears as all this, but when we take this to be what we are, then we forget what's looking. And now it's turned into who's looking, and we're busily trying to find that thing that we're calling what's looking, but it's not a thing. And then that's that, really. We're talking about it yesterday. The mind has a quality in manifestation, and you could call it entertaining. That's what it does. It entertains. So if it's if it's thinking you're the, the center of the universe, it'll be thinking about a pimple that has suddenly appeared on your nose for like eight hours, you know, or the length of my pants may be too short, and everyone's noticing it, or bada bada bada. All this stuff will happen, yeah. From that position, and the relief doesn't come for this; it comes from it. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you, the body will do a whole lot better when it's not taken to be the center of the universe. When that mental hen that's sitting on it, thinking it's all about this as you, it's fucking an incredible burden to the body. Yeah, it's amazing when it lifts off. Not being an individual makes you more individual than ever, to tell you the truth, as an expression. Yeah. You give up the idea that there's no freaking way there could be any real individual here, and then you're more individualized than ever. Yeah. So in this experience here, Everything that's appearing can only reach a certain level, and that means seemingly so. It can only appear to be so. And the only thing it can appear to be so to is what's so. That's the only place it could, it's a non-place, but that's the only source it could have ever been, had, could ever get a meaning of being real. It can only get it from reality. Yeah. And the whole beauty of this thing, every damn thought, every, every, everything that's appearing can never reach the level of being so. It can only seem to be so to what's so. Yeah? It has a stunning effect. For me, it allowed this activity to travel lighter. It didn't change the geography of this life. You know, I'm going to get fired or get sick or not get sick or recover or be an addict. Who knows? Whatever. But I'm going to travel lighter over everything. Yeah? Everything life has in store for this little action figure, I'll travel lighter over it. What more do you freaking want? Yeah? You may call it enlightenment. If you were satisfied, you'd give up enlightenment like that. 
I'm telling you, fuck. You know what I mean? These spiritual businesses have an incredible deal going on. They don't even have to deliver the goods this lifetime. They can have you purifying yourself for fucking eons of lifetimes, you know? It's like a never-ending... They, 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 they're successful by constantly failing. Yeah? Because you keep coming back. In a sense, you and I are the seeing of what we're not. That's what's going on all day. You're never going to glimpse, gonna get a glimpse of what you are, ever. Ever. Yeah? You're never going to have an experience of it. You're never going to attain it. You're never going to achieve it. You're never going to be vigilant about it. Yeah? What, what is seen cannot be seen. What's hearing cannot be heard. What's feeling cannot be felt. What's tasting cannot be tasted. What's smelling cannot be smelled. Yeah? So people come to these meetings, similar meetings, and they're still waiting to get it, you know? <laughs> they really, they are so stubborn about, I want to be there to have an experience of my own absence. <laughs> hear a simple statement like what's looking is what you're looking for. They want an 800 page dissertation of how to integrate awakeness into ordinary fucking life or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Who the hell is going to do that? (laughs) The only point that happens is the sense of knowing is the booby prize. What happens is in Zen they have a very high level of mind they call I don't know. What happens when you're in I don't know? You're relegated to finding out. Yeah, and that's a damn good form of knowledge. When you find something out, not know it, because I believe when you know it and it's and the knowledge is framed by this thing called selfing or self-centeredness, everything you know before it gets it arrives at where you think you are has been neutered. Every damn freaking thing. I don't care. It could be the most stunning, uh, like lightning bolt message. It's all it's fucking been dimmed down in about a second as soon as you claim it and make it something. Yeah. And then, of course, as soon as it made something, it can fit into your frame. Yeah? It's all of its radical enzyme-ish activity has been neutered. Yeah? Oh, now, oh. And it's, uh, it's like having masters. Everyone wants a dead master. It's the easiest fucking thing. <laughs> He's now, I've seen people, if they had a picture of one who they think is their master, if he showed up, he'd say, what the fuck is that? Why, why is my picture in front of you this thing? Yeah? <laughs> it's, seriously. They say, oh, they have some kind of connection. Who? <laughs> it's just simple. You see it. And if you see it, maybe the mind will just... What happened with me? Yeah. That aperture opened up. And then, what occurred is, it's tricky because selfing, which is a mental process, yeah, there is no self. The mental process of selfing is in an activity or a verb called identification as a self. Yeah. Now, people, when they hear that, they think the verbing part is the identification as, but then there's this real thing called a self. No, the whole, the whole statement is the verb. 
identification as a self. There is no self, but there is selfing. Yeah? The selfing is like the thought system and the feeling system is being used by this mental process to facilitate to the, the bondage of a self, to a self. Yeah? So the mental process is taking mind in a way and using all that's brought to us by conscious contact, the thoughts, the feelings, the actions, and it's using those actions and thoughts and feelings to reinforce an idea of being the actor, the feeler, and the thinker. Yes? It's, so the thought system infers, implies, insinuates, uh, assumes that there's a self. Yeah? It's not so. It's sort of like that old uh, idea with the finger pointing at the moon. In this case, it's not even a moon. There's just pointing, pointing, and then the mind makes the leap into what it believes it's being pointed at. And almost like a holographic image of you as a body. Yeah? So the system is constantly, so thoughts, my thoughts. Yeah? Feelings, my feelings. Actions, I'm the doer of those actions. At that point, all of these uh, activities going on, brought to us by conscious contact, are being used to facilitate the mind's bondage to this idea of being a self. Yeah? Now, it can't, the glue, it, there's no way your mind could be bonded to being a self. It can only seem to be so, and the glue has to be applied constantly so that will seeming to be so seems to be so. Yeah? If you took one second or you had a pause in your life, you would see the big freaking gap between the idea that your mind has of you and what you are. Yeah? You would see it. What it does is it tries to obscure that by constantly referring and implying and assuming there's a you. Yeah? After a while, in a sense, a laziness overcomes you, and basically you're then asleep. Yeah? In a way. But you're not asleep. It's only seemingly so. There's no way you could actually ever be asleep. That's why this is such a beautiful message, because it doesn't start after the problem and provide a solution. The solution is prior to the problem. And from the solution's point of view, there is no problem. Yeah? And if there is no problem, then there's no need for a solution either. Yeah? So it's like the best way to get out of something is realize you're not in it. If there's a belief that you're in it, yeah, then you're going to have a drive to get out of it. And in my belief, my sense of it, my watching it, is that trying to get out of it is a bigger form of being in it. Yeah? But the solution to getting out of what you think you're in is realizing you're not in what you think you're in. Then there's no need to get out, and that's being out. Yeah? It doesn't have a dualistic movement of in, out, in, out, in, out, solution, problem, solution, problem. You cut the freaking line. Yeah? You cut the line. So now you're in that thing of, like I said, that statement, the wisdom of no escape. The wisdom of no escape is there's no need for a freaking escape. Yeah? How can you get out of an imaginary place? Tell me. I shot drugs, yeah? A lot. And I did a lot of drugs. And I'll tell you, man, I would match my devotion to drugs with any of these spiritual devotees pictured here, Hanuman or the monkey, whatever the guy is. Any one of them. I surrendered totally to that fucking drug. Loved it prostituted myself for it, lived for it every freaking day, gave it everything I had and tried to get what you had to give it <laughs> quite a lot. I lived like this. And I'll tell you something. 
after, and when all was said and done, I never got out of self, which was the whole point. And then I finally realized in time, I can't get out of an imaginary freaking place. That all my efforts to get out are actually the trickiest way of being in it. Yeah? And of course, in self-centeredness, something fails. Do you actually look at, maybe it's a failed system? No, you usually blame you for not, not being the best practitioner. You constantly assure the delusion by taking it upon yourself to be the one that failed it. Yeah? And this is a message, not a dissertation. This is an invitation. This is an introductory offer because you're the product. You know. The best thing is, maybe the certainty will be felt in this room, but it doesn't mean squat unless the certainty arises in you. Yeah? And if it's the you that believes it's certain, it will also believe it's going to be uncertain. Yeah? If you believe you achieved it, you're going to believe that you can do something to lose it. It's not worth it, really. This has to be taken out of, quote-unquote, your hands for it to have any stabilization. Yeah. If it had something to do with me, I find the reason why it has something to do with me. <laughs> That's the solution. <laughs> You're totally irrelevant. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Look at your whole story of life. You're constantly writing yourself into it. Every fucking page. You're trying to squeeze your relevance in there. Well, I, I bet it would have went really well, unless because, but because I did something. I, I. <laughs> it's all because I didn't open up. No, it isn't. <laughs> it's just like a magical trick. It can only reach the level of seemingly so. It's all it can do. If you can stay in the pause, and I, you are the pause, so it's not difficult to stay in it. <laughs> it's not a command, it's an obvious just observation. <laughs> you are the pause. In that sense of the original face, nothing, all the selfing is finite, yeah? It's all finite. So people come to these talks, and I, when I use the term selfing, it's an activity, a mental process that's implying that there's a self, yeah? That when doing is seen, there's a doer behind it. When there's a thought, there must be a thinker. When there's a feeling, there must be a feeler. Yeah? If it ain't you or it ain't someone else, it's going to be God. You're going to give something as cause. Yeah? That's the logic of the mind. Yeah? And the logic of the mind, the thought system pictures you and pictures me as a body. Yeah. When you think about you three years ago, how are you pictured three years ago as a body? You wouldn't be able to locate yourself in an imaginary place called three years ago. <laughs> you just picture yourself there as a body, 
and then it seems to be real, yeah? And then you picture yourself, something's going to happen to me in the future. This is how the self is remembered, yeah? The thought system thinks about you as a body three years ago, yeah? Now, it's remembering you then, but where does it feel the remembrance of that you? Not three years in the past, but now, yeah? And when it's thinking about you in the future, where is it feeling that you? In the future? No, it's feeling it now. This is called, that's why St. Francis would say it's himself forgetting. That's why Dogen, the great Zen master, said, you know, the study of Buddhism is to study the self, and the study of the self is to forget the self. Yeah? Why would forgetfulness be so important? Well, because the seeming disease is based on remembrance. Yeah? That self has to be remembered to seem to be so. It doesn't have a leg to stand on right now, but it produces two legs to stand on in the past and two legs to stand on in the future, and it goes like this, I was there, I will be there, Woo! I'm really afraid of that, and therefore I am here. Now there's the sense of being a self. The sense of being on or conscious is forgotten, actually it's used, it's, it's, it's part of the heist, because that's what you're really feeling. You're feeling the presence, but you think it's inferring that there's a you there, well, the presence is the absence of a you. Yeah? Everyone is feeling the presence of what's happening now. Conscious contact and the awareness of it. But what occurs is the heist has happened for so long, seemingly, in time, that that, you, we, that feeling represents that it's me, and then this holographic image is put on it as you as a fucking historical figure. The selfing biggest movement is it claims everything it comes in contact with. Conscious contact, it claims it. You're the one who's conscious. yeah. And it uses everything to facilitate the mind's bondage to this idea of being a self. So there is no bondage. There's just a seeming bondage that's going on. So the offer is constantly there. yeah. But the offer can't produce the goods. The mind itself has to take the offer and leap to the goods. yeah. That's why... If that leap doesn't occur, nothing happens. There was never a you to get out of, and there was a never. There's never going to be you to be in. And then, then you find out. Now the mind, instead of entertaining, oh, what's going to happen to me, or what did happen to me, that same mind, that same interest and attention that's fueling your obsession with this idea of being a self, will now be enriching your life. Because you'll be interested in attending to what's going on now. <laughs> like right here. <laughs> Instead of being enslaved, trying to harvest an imaginary crop from a fucking imaginary field, yeah, it'll be actually, it'll be right here, engaged with living. Yeah. But I don't. Uh, let me see. <laughs> I want to see how I can apply apply this. Don't fucking see how you apply it. See what happens if you don't apply anything to it. Let it apply something on you. Yeah. Find out. That's what I did. I entertained the possibilities I heard. Walked around, listened, read a couple of books. Not eighty of them. Maybe two. Saw a few people. Liked some of them. Didn't like some of them. 
felt the sense of the presence in the rooms when I was there, realized this is, that person isn't vibrating anything, it's my own mind that's vibrating. Heard this great statement from a guy using an old Zen statement, because here we were at a big meeting and he goes, I'm like a man standing by the river selling water. And I went, oh yes. And I'm right here at, by the river trying to buy water from this guy. I'm going, oh yes. And he says, it's even funnier than that. I'm like a man standing in the river selling water. And then I got up and left. I got it. I got it, bro. I got it. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> as long as I was relying on that, the true reliance couldn't develop. As long as I was leaning uh, leaning on that as a crutch, I was going to be disabled in a sense. Yeah. Put it to the freaking test. This is pragmatic. This isn't about, oh, I'm going to feel so great at the retreat. Yeah. This is about right now, Monday night. Yes. Where the rubber meets the road. A stabilized level of traveling lighter. Bringing a contentment and a peace where you can enjoy peace of mind. Yeah. What happens now with many people's heads? They have a beautiful idea of peace, but what is it actually doing? That Having that idea of peace co-opted by the selfing, it's used to agitate the mind even more. When the whole point of the peace is to be peaceful, now around that topic, you're totally agitated. You don't see it? You don't see it as a fucking form of slavery? Take the most noble you think that you believe to be so, or enlightenment. I bet you it's driving, it's being used to drive you crazy for the next 30 years. To the point where you'll hate someone who you think is enlightened. Oh, I hate that motherfucker, you know? you know. Watch it. So there's peace. Sounds great. Oh, yeah. Watch what happens when it gets co-opted by the selfing. It will be used to stir the fucking pot. Yeah, love, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. And there's a great saying in a Zen treatise called Faith Mind, you cannot use activity to find stillness. That would be activity. Yeah. So there's the idea of stillness. When it's received or claimed by the activity, it's now going to use this to get to the peace. When, if, even if it was closely got near the peace, what's it going to do? The peace is going to agitate it. Because it's going to think, I could lose this piece at any minute. Yeah? Was that piece? As soon as this becomes a fucking topic, as soon as it's conceptualized, it's now, it's sort of like it's got a handle where the selfing can just use it to facilitate the bondage of self. And it has no respect for nobility or gilded st statues or 3,000 years of tradition. It will put a freaking handle on it, and it will use that idea of enlightenment or awakening, and it will facilitate a bondage to the self that doesn't think it's awakened. Mm -hmm. Or that thinks it's awakened, but could possibly lose it at any minute. You know what I mean? <laughs> How much peace is there? It's like sitting on a pot, you know, on the, on, you know, on the can, so to speak. I know I'm in peace, but look, it's a little precarious. It could be gone at any minute. <laughs> this is an open lens. Not concentrated. Not freaking focused. Opened. Yeah? When you need to be concentrated, it will close. But that's not its aperture. It just does it, does it in the situation at hand. It doesn't lock there. You know what I mean? When the working mind is needed to figure something out, it does its little chore and then recedes. And then there's the spaciousness to entertain. Yeah? 
You don't have to stay away from that because you're afraid it's going to lock. It's not. It's focusing because that's the appropriate thing to be doing. Deals with that situation and then springs into the open lens. Yeah? And therefore you feel lighter. And because it has nothing to do with you, there's no worry or concern that there's anything you could possibly do to shoo it away. And there's definitely nothing you can do to, to bring it forth. Yes? It's beautiful. You become, in a sense, irrelevant, and that's the freedom from the bondage itself, basically. And then we have meetings like this, so you can see other people, I don't know. And they have repetition. Repetition's helpful. Yeah? One of the biggest poisons here is repetition, so you use the poison for an antidote. So you come and hear the t- message, and after a while, yeah, but I used to do Qigong, you know, for a long time. And then after years of doing it, all I had to do was stand in posture, and it would happen. Yeah? That's what happens. You hear it, and then maybe you seem to have forgotten, which you can never forget, but you may have seemed, and because you're the reality, it may seem to be real, like you are disconnected, and all you need is a certain little reminder, and then bingo, the imaginary correction occurs. Yeah? And after a while, you realize nothing's ever freaking happened. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) There's been a whole lot of happening, but in fact, you can't put your finger on anything. (laughs) And it's beautiful. This is so beautiful because you can't make a memory of it. No, it's not fucking commodities. You can't make it a commodity. You can't make it something. That's why it has so much value, yeah? yeah. <laughs> and it's telling you, that nothingness is the gift, the gift that keeps on giving, I swear. It doesn't have any set quantity. It doesn't have any fight night level, yeah? There's no hierarchy on it, yeah? It's available at all times right where you are with no requirement necessary to meet it, Yeah? Meeting it would be too much time and too much process. You are it, yeah. You're meeting; it's meeting itself all fucking day. Yeah. yeah. So now you feel the energy in the room. That's just like an acknowledgement of something that's so. Yeah, it's like being fed. Once it comes out of that yogic posture, you know, selfing is like a, it's got, it's a giant yogic school, but with only one asana, which is like, you know, this, I, me, my. When that opens up, yeah, when, when it doesn't, when the ball's thrown and the, this mitt doesn't catch it and the ball goes right in, then it starts opening up and you'll see your mind unfurling like an infinite flag. You'll sense it, Yeah. You'll sense that spaciousness. You'll sense that. And I'll tell you, that's more of what you are than all the things you've ever thought about. Now you have something reliable to rely on. Yeah. So if you and I are giving everything all the meaning it has, 
and we're making things that aren't so seem so, so, so to be so, could you imagine if we just turn that to what is so, match that ability to give meaning to things and gave that a meaning of maybe possibly it's true, yeah? See what happens when that starts downloading. You may hit a point very quickly that you're convinced that it's like an unspoken yes now, and then it's a freaking done deal, yeah? All you're moving this way and that way gets muted, and you realize you haven't, you haven't gone this way, you've never been connected, and you're never going to be disconnected, yeah? All of this mental movement, it's like that ball that's going on that, moving in that water, you're not following it anymore because it's not you. You've lost interest in it. Not by trying to lose interest in it. That would be being interested in you, right? Hmm. You took a two-year course of how to lose interest in yourself. That would be obsession with self, basically. <laughs> you can't, self can't get out of self. Like a Hwang, Hwang Po, a great Zen master, would say, or did say, you know, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use the mind to seek mind. You can't use light to seek light. Yeah? You can't use what's looking in the disguise of you that's looking for to find what's looking. There's just a recognition. I'm not that. I'm not that which is being inferred. I'm not that which is being implied. I'm not that which is a historical figure. Yeah. In seeing that I'm not that, that's what I am. I'm never going to glimpse, get a glimpse of what I am. I'm going to get a glimpse of what I am by seeing what I'm not. What thought has ever told you that you're the thinker of it? What? None. Not one. What feeling? Oh, this is your... Said, oh, I'm your feeling. What feeling has ever said that? Yeah? The feeling is just a feeling. It's been claimed and hijacked to represent or to imply that there's a feeler. Yeah? It's like a heist in a way. It uses whatever it's come in contact with through consciousness not by its own machinations, but through consciousness, it uses all of that to facilitate the bondage of the mind to the idea of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. It can never be so, but it can seem to be so. That's why it's constantly active. That's why the agitation is like a, it's like a slinky. Yeah? The selfing has this... You have here in Buddhism, they have the Four Noble Truths. Yeah? One of them is, is desire is the cause of all the suffering. So why not add a couple of words to that? Desire to become, let's say, is the cause of all the suffering. If you, if you ever really see the selfing, the process of selfing, you'll see it has a desire to become a self, and it has a desire to unbecome the self it thinks it is. Yeah? So it wants to become something it th- thinks it isn't, and it wants to unbecome something it thinks it is. Yeah? And it's never, fi- never going to find release. It's never going to be a self. So it's like a slinky, an eternal slinky in time. Not an eternal, but a, actually a finite slinky. And it, one agitation begets the other agitation, begets the other agitation, begets the other agitation. So basically, when the mind is resting in this idea of being a self, it's resting in a, in a bed of agitation. Yeah. And then, so when it starts thinking about enlightenment, all it does is infuse the topic of enlightenment with its own fucking agitation. So you believe, oh, this is the bomb I've been looking for. It makes it a poison as soon as it's you looking for it. 
I've seen it. People would be so much happier if they never heard anything about awakening. They'd probably have a fucking really nice night tonight. But now, they think they have a demand, I should be awake, you know? And who am I going to have to judge me if I am, how I'm doing? Me? Okay. <laughs> or find some assumed authority. Oh, yes, you're awake. Uh, subscribe for my four-year retreat. Yes, come. Come to the intensive. It'll be $900, but you'll be awake by Monday. <laughs> Shit, it's fucking crazy. This is like your basic state. Nothing needs to be added or subtracted. I mean, right this second, you can't be more on than you're on right now. Yeah. There's not going to be a better, bigger moment later. And you were never awake before and lost it. What ruins a Monday night? Usually a Saturday and a Thursday. Yeah? <laughs> Literally. What's ruining this night for you? It probably has nothing to do with this night, mm-hmm. yeah? Mm-hmm. Probably something that you thought happened or you believe will happen. Yeah? Where is, where is your mind? Where is it engaged? It's engaged in time. And it's trying to use time to find the timelessness. That's a fool's errand, bro. The timelessness is the vertical insertion in every freaking moment we call time. There would be no moment of time unless there was the context of timelessness. Where else would it issue forth from? Yeah? But it doesn't feel like I thought it was going to feel like. Thank God it doesn't feel like you thought it was going to feel like. Yeah, this is just too. It's dog shit awareness, baby. It's no big deal. It isn't. You're on. That's all. You're incessantly on. This eye is never going to close ever. Yeah, it doesn't look away. It's not interrupted by anything. It's like the sky. No matter what appears in the sky, whatever's appearing in the sky has no effect on the sky itself. That's like mind, the big M mind. Yeah, Your mind is clear and bright as it's always been. It's never been sullied. It can never be tattooed. It can never be henna tattooed. <laughs> Nothing leaves a lasting impression on it. Nothing. Yes? It's like a surface that nothing can ever land on. It can only be a scene in. Yeah? All the heinous things I've done, if I went back to where they seem to have happened, there's no fucking spacious plaque there saying, oh, Paul really was fucked up this day here. No, the space has absorbed all those behaviors. There's no fucking trail. Yeah. Yeah. Look out a window. Just take a little experience. Look out a window. Watch a bird fly by. Watch another bird fly by. Watch a couple of birds fly by. Has the space ever left when the bird left? Yeah. What was allowing that bird to appear? You believe it's the window, but it was the space, yeah? Has the space moved? If I move this chair, would I have to get a, a, 
a bit of a, like a, a chair, a chair-shaped bit of space to put where it, where it was, or is this chair just an appearance in space? We call it a definition that this is taking up space, or the space had to move to have this in. But in fact, if I pulled this up, did it look like there was an emptiness of space even for a nanosecond? Yeah. And if I took this chair away, the only way it would seem to be real to you is by remembering it. Yeah. The chair that it was here, and maybe you're thinking it will be here. What's the difference between this chair and this body? When I walk away, the only way you can see me, in a sense, is by remembering me. Yeah? That's the way I seem to appear. Yeah? And when I, if I got up, or if I left, did I have to run uh, like a bit of space in my shape? If we tore this wall down, would there be a big fucking void there? Or would it be the space? This is just appearing in it. This is just appearing in it. Everything is appearing in it. Yeah? We're taking ourselves to be something that's appearing in it, and in that activity, we're seemingly forgetting what it's appearing in, which is what we are. And if that's corrected, I'll tell you something, you'll probably be a lot better off as a seeming action figure. (laughs) You'll just travel lighter. (laughs) You know what I mean? You'll be relieved of the bondage of self. And it's 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 a living freedom. Not a freedom that happened ten years ago. Yeah? And now it's getting tarnished. It's a verb. You're freed. Freeing, 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 freeing. Yeah. If it was an event, you would be you you would definitely lose it. But it's not an event. Yeah? You're on to something. You're now access to what's always happening. And that's what's why it's difficult to recognize. It's like if someone if if you went to a cafe today, I always like to use this example, not one person in a cafe was complaining about the effects of gravity on them. Probably not one person in the whole of California. Not one person going, Oh, I can see your shoulders a little dip down. Gravity uh, gravity's bothering you a little bit tonight. Yeah? No. Yet if you got into an anti gravity thing, you would realize how much effect gravity has on you. But you never realize it while it's having the effect. But if the effect was removed, then you would realize its effect. That's what it's like. Yeah, The freedom is freedom from. Not freedom for or as or by, but freedom from the idea of being so. Yeah. That's the relief. And it's a verb. It's relieving. Yeah. Then an immunity builds up thought system still presents you as a body, still refers to you in the past and the future, still tries to locate you as the doer and the haver, yet you're hearing it but not listening to it anymore. Something has changed dramatically. Yeah? No one would recognize it. No one would notice it. You may not even have a loving gaze. You You may not even know, you know, love be pouring out of you. You know? You just look like maybe an ordinary Joe. But there's a freedom there that's fucking priceless. Yeah. Priceless. And no one even recognizes it usually. They're stepping right over it in their pursuit of what they think it is. They're stepping right over it in the pursuit of what they think it is. So, yeah.
<laughs> That's, it. That's it. Yeah. Any questions? <laughs> exactly. Thank you. <laughs> questions are shut down. Yeah. I'm not a big believer in questions usually. Because <laughs> it's an imitation, really. You know, let it in. It's already got you got served the spiritual subpoena already. You know, you'll be caught. You'll be called for court, but it won't be the court of the mind. It'll be court of light. And all your fucking crimes will be annulled. You'll be let off the biggest hook of all your own. Yeah, you really will. If you take yourself to be be a body, you're going to be an urban renewal project the rest of your freaking life. It's going to be sitting like a big mother hen, just going over and over what you could have done, what you should on and on. It's like it's never going to fucking end in time. Yeah? But if it's not you... The great, oh, Jesus Christ, the body is like, it's like Christmas Day for the body when this big mental hen gets off it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, woo! It starts having intuition again. It has its own intelligence. He starts knowing what to do. Blue is blue and red and red. It's like hallelujah day. Yeah. As soon as it's taken to be you, whoa, it's like putting two tons on a half-ton pickup. It can't carry the load. You're not the, this isn't you. Yeah. If it is, it's going to... Oh, fuck. <laughs> it'll drive you to drink. It'll drive... You'll have to get relief. And you know what? In that system of thought, there's not many avenues for relief. It's not looking for relief from it. It's looking relief for it and as it. And if you have the tendency to alcohol and drugs, I don't care how many years of wisdom you have... If it gets bad enough, you'll probably get loaded again. I've seen it over and over again with people with 20 years, 25 years. They go out and they start getting loaded again because that irritability, restlessness, and discontent rose up, yeah? And what represented that was self, the idea of being the one who's irritable, restless, and discontent. Yeah? It'll hook you any way it can. But once it hooks you, it'll be talking at you, like trying to convince you. But as soon as it gets you, the parasite, it'll be talking as you. Then it's a done deal. You're on a run then. Whatever it is, shopping or spiritual seeking. Spiritual seeking is an illness. It's a mental addiction if you watch it. Yeah. Unfortunately, you guys don't have a 28-day program. You know, There should be an intervention where we come in here and we say... We're taking your yoga pillows away and no fucking, no signing up for a retreat for at least three months. You know what I mean? You can cold turkey it. But no one can, you know, no one can come up to you and be sitting next to you and go, Chris, I think you've had enough. Come on. <laughs> you know, it's not like drinking and drug use. I mean, it becomes obvious what's going on. But in that disease, everyone's sitting there and they, there's on and on and on, looking and looking and looking. Yeah? And the exact thing they're looking for is being used to drive them crazy. <laughs> it's <Not> unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> you just throw it in whatever wall it sticks on, voila. No, no. I was just at a meeting in North Carolina, and they, I was doing my little shtick, and the, the guy goes, well, can you talk more about the spiritual seeking as an addiction? 
and he was talking as if it wasn't going, I was going to be <laughs> right at the meeting we're at. He was a, immediately wants to separate and becomes observational. No, this is it. You asking the question is part of it. The heart is Buddha. This is medicine for sentient beings. No heart, no Buddha. This is for those who are sick from the medicine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. Well, that's the thing. You would think in your head, like some things would be noble territory where selfing wouldn't jump over the fence and use it for its little activity. I've seen it will use anything it comes in contact with. Doesn't matter if it's four years of tradition, four thousand years of tradition, robes or leather jackets, it doesn't care. Has no respect. The only thing it has respect for is a power greater than it. And you are that power. You are that. What's making all the suffering so exquisite and so seemingly real to you? It must be the reality that's seeing it that way. Yeah? What else could? The suffering couldn't produce a real effect if it's only on the level of appearance. It must be being used by what is so to produce an effect in what's seemingly so. Yeah? Wake up. If you follow the, the punch, you know, the arm that's throwing the punch, it'll lead back to you. This isn't of passive spiritual victimhood. This is empowering. Yeah? If you take the statement, you and I are giving everything all the meaning it has, that we are the dreamer of this dream and that we forgot that we're dreaming this dream, and we've given everything we've dreamt the power to affect us, what's that saying? It's saying, how can something that's dreamt have, a, have the ability to affect, unless it's getting from the only thing that has the ability to affect, which is real, you know? The reality, where else is it getting it? We're in total, this is us, all of it. Yeah. If you see one example of giving the meaning of things, that's all that's going on all day. yeah. And yet, you believe this is something that's so. This has been given this meaning of being me. This has also been given a meaning. We're taking this to be giving... I'm, this is giving everything the meaning. This is just facilitating the meaning to be given. This has been given a meaning. Me. Yeah? It separates this you from all the other yous and crowns it with this special tiara, me. Yeah? But all this is, we're all like this camera. We're just facilitating meaning being given. But this is, the telescope isn't seeing the stars. It just facilitates the stars to be seen. And it produces an effect that isn't actually going on. The stars seem to be closer. Yeah? But if you saw the event from afar, the stars are still as far away as ever. But when the eye is looking through the telescope, when undifferentiated light's coming through this, and then it differentiates, it can, in a sense, in time, forget that it's undifferentiated light and take itself to be the telescope. Yeah? The telescope can't see, so how is it going to bluff that it's the seer? It's going to be living from the past. It's going to say, that was so, that will be so, therefore I am so now. It's not true. It's not a present tense verb. It's a story. The telescope, the eye is not seeing. It, facilis- it facilitates seeing. Yeah? The ear is not hearing. It facilitates hearing. If I was dead and nothing had happened to my face, you could take my eye out, put it in a live body, and it would see again. It would facilitate seeing, but it's not seeing. Yeah? 
The scientist see, looks through the telescope, sees the stars, walks away. The telescope gets this insane idea. Hey, I was seeing the stars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and for that to be, for that to go on, it has to forget the seer or what was seeing the stars. It has to, or the whole story wouldn't hold any water. People don't want to be free here. They want to want to be free. Because freedom would be like this. I'm not that. This is the freedom we're looking for. I'm all there is. <laughs> but the, the other freedom is I'm not that. Huge difference. It's okay not to want to be free. Fuck it, get it over with. You don't want to be free. Put it down finally. And then what will happen? We'll probably dawn on you. You may be, you are free. Oh, oh. But I was actually causing that not to be so by wanting to be free. Exactly. That's exactly how it was working. That's what is going on. You're thinking you're getting out of something. That's actually the biggest form of being in it. There is no escape. Yeah. <laughs> We're buying all these old maps, you know. This will lead you out. It's just another fucking entrance door. Yeah. You can't get let out of what you're not in. You have to see you're not in it. That's being out of it. The experience of being out of it comes from realizing you're not in it. It doesn't come from getting out of it. The experience of being out of it comes from realizing you're not in it. Just like the experience of powerlessness produces power. When you exert power, it, you have experiences of powerlessness. People don't do what you think they should do. Yeah, Things don't go your way. So while you're exerting power you don't have, you experience powerlessness. If you admit powerlessness, you never experience powerlessness. You experience power. Whew. That's paradoxical to what? To a failed fucking faulty thought system, that's all. It's the way things work. But from our reference, oh, that's very mysterious. Very par- no, it isn't. You're looking from a failed system. What works for the failed system that's still to be relied on has to be disputed. Because the obvious thing is, that's working, this ain't working. Oh, it's a paradox. It isn't as hell. If you were out of this fucking selfie, you'd see things as they work. What do you think they call, call the Tao the Tao? You see the way, not your way, but the way. You see how things work here. And you know what? The mental condition has it ass backwards. It's trying to get into something it can't be out of, which is the moment. Really. I'm, I'm going to break the news to you. You can't be out of the moment. So all the books about how to get into the moment, and then how to really get into the moment, and how to really, really get into the moment... All they're doing is affirming a total lie that you can be out of a moment. So everyone's trying to get into what they can't be out of, and they're trying to get out of what they can't be in, which is self. That's why it's not working. It's not because you haven't found the right way. There is no right way. There's only the way. Then you'll see blue is blue and red and red. You won't be confused fucking at all. You may be confused where you put your keys, but you won't be confused about big metaphysical questions. <laughs> That's the last thing you want to even put any attention on. 
<laughs> I'm getting excited now, yeah. <laughs> you can just feel the energy. It's unbelievable. Sometimes my body, just the vibration gets too much, you know. I gotta eat some food or something. Look at the Yankee blog or something. <laughs> Get rooted. Really, in a sense, you find like if to go into temples was to actually stay here. I mean, trans. The real leaving is in the regular world. You go to a temple that you meditating not to go out, but to stay where you think you are. You know, this is a much. T- <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so here and uh, so what happens I attempt to da- adapt to that tumor so I get so I have to get all my shirts tailored you know my jackets and sometimes it's nice I got an armrest and then I'm looking on the internet with other people who have tumors and I meet a nice girl with a tumor and we sort of rub like Eskimos the, t- the tumors together and a lot's going on and then someone comes into my little world my tumor filled world and says hey bro you could have that removed now, you would think that you would immediately rush to that solution, but I invested a lot in those shirts and the leather jacket, and I got the girlfriend. Our relationship is based on the tumor, basically. Oh, wait me see. I don't know if I want to rush to this uh, solution. That's what it's like, yeah? Immediately what arises what is all the investment your head has in the little story of being you. Yeah. You want something that will facilitate that being happier, but you don't want anything that will facilitate the absence of that being obvious. No way. No fucking way. I've seen it over and over again. Yeah. Would you talk about what brought you to this place? Uh, my car. <laughs> I drove here. San Rafael. Thank you, Paul. I know. Hey, you're welcome, man. It's nice meeting you. Powerful uh, to hear. I really appreciate hearing what you have to say. Great, man. Well, go to Zen Bitch Lab. You know, we have a website. Well, if I had a computer. All right. Well, I hope <laughs> I, I see you. Alarm clock. Saturday, we have a meeting every Saturday. I'll, I'll be there. City. My friend John uh, knows about oh, it. Oh, good. So I'll, I'll come back. Nice to meet you. Yeah, you've, you've confirmed a lot of my suspicions. All right. <laughs> All right, good. Thanks. Good. Corey, is it a basket? I haven't seen it. It's in the front. Yeah, well, what happened is, uh, you know, this obviously it's always a story, but I got, rec- I got went into recovery yeah, 25 years ago. And as I was doing recovery, I had an opportunity to lead a workshop in recovery called the Fourth Step Workshop for like 19 years in San Francisco. Anytime I was in the country on Monday nights. And in that workshop, it was basically attending to this one chapter called How It Works. And so it was describing the root of the problem of AA, which is, in, in their parlance, an obsession with self. Yeah? So I, what occurred is I was doing that for a while, and I was looking into other things, and then one night I went to a meeting sort of like this in Berkeley, and something was said, and uh, I realized something. I, I raised my hand, I shared it with the lady that was reading it, and I said, you know, I came in here, and I was observing mental states, Yeah? But I thought it was me that was observing mental states. From just being in this room, I realized that me is a mental state. Yeah? So that's when the aperture started to open. See, my lens was locked into here as being the location. 
and said, this is like the tripod. <laughs> and so then I just entertained the possibilities I heard. So some other people continued to practice in my AA program and everything. And then uh, we, did, we made a fateful decision. We, made, we put on a website almost five years ago. And then people got source, heard some of our stuff, so they got in touch with me. They started asking me going around to speak, and then I started speaking at non-recovery meetings. And then I saw that aspect of spiritual seeking as a disease from watching the people that were coming to the meetings. And then I've just been entertaining it and doing it since then, you know. That's all. No big event happened. A lot of big events happened, you know. But, uh... This was more like a bleeding through from behind the canvas into the, in, out onto the surface of the canvas and then finding out what was happening by having it already happen. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't like when people talk about an event because I notice when people hear it, they separate themselves because that didn't, that, I haven't had an event. You know what I mean? They say, oh, I, I was at Lucky's and then I was in, you know, the, 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 oil and condiment aisle and then and then twelve thirty my mind opened up and now people will go to fucking Lucky <laughs> try to go there at twelve thirty near the oil and condiment line. And that's how mind works, yeah? It always wants to separate itself and then seek for it. But the the thing that's been missed is that you've already pushed it outside of you, like that old statement, if you see the Buddha shoot him. Yeah? Because in that sense you've already pushed it outside of you. And now the double whammy is you'll start looking for the Buddha. But you've already thrown the Buddha outside. Now you're going to be using the Buddha to seek the Buddha. And some great masters have said, that's going to fail. No matter how many eons you try it, it's never going to work. Yeah? Yeah. So that's what it's like for me. I'm just entertaining. And I have downloads when I do talks, yeah? Because I found this aspect of it manifesting in this life is it has a strong urge to express which I believe that's all mind wants to do here in manifestations express. Yeah? So, yeah, that's all. And then that's all we do. We have two meetings a week regularly and uh, still attend AA and sense a loving presence in the rooms of AA, of a God, whatever you want to call it, the space. And I feel that presence all day, you know? Yeah? I get my mind goes to what it has to go to, but the basic, it's like the background finally got moved to the foreground, yeah? So the spaciousness of life now has become the foreground, and all the stuff in life has become, gone moved to the background, yeah? And in that, in, in that sort of switching, a lot of the big influences have lost their ability to influence, which is my mind's idea of time and all like that, all got severely diminished, and that's really incredible. To be free from that slavery of uh, being a. See, I watch people, and it's like they're being pushed with a big hand in their back, and they're they're moving through each quote unquote moment to a next or better or bigger moment, and it's a relentless like being on a walk one of those walking sidewalks at the airport. You just you keep on moving, moving, and it's you don't even feel the undertow of time in your life, but it's your whole thought system is drenched in it. And uh, it has a huge freaking influence here. Yeah? So even when you have peace available, if you're addicted to that mind that's addicted to time, you will think, well, will the peace be here later? And therefore, that's not peace. Yeah? 
the peace isn't an object, it's the mind that's entertaining the object. That's the peace. Yes? You're the peace. And it can take an object that represents peace and get agitated by it if it's in the wrong relationship to it. As if I'm this and i got to get that thing. That's what happens. That's what it does with the truth. It makes the truth something that it's not and now you're looking for it. And that looking is pure agitation. It's a form of slavery to me. Does one wonder why one chooses to differentiate the one... Well, that why doesn't work anyway, because yeah. you can go off. But uh, yeah. there's no you that's differentiating. That's just what's happening here, right? Consciousness is, is doing something. Well, yeah, consciousness is, is having an experience of itself in a way here, yeah? But there's something other than the consciousness. There's not something other, but let's say I like the idea of awareness. You can become aware of the consciousness. The consciousness is really... Uh, defined a lot by what it's moving through. Consciousness is moving through a bird, and so let's say the the uh, the the uh, facility of vision is so much stronger than our facility of vision. Yeah. So consciousness is moving through, and it's being defined somewhat by its moving through. But there's the awareness, which is the context. Yeah. So in a sense, like you were saying the other day, there's an awareness of being conscious. That's to me is the I am of that I am. Yeah, is the awareness. So there's yeah. really no one there or no location for that. No. Awareness. No. But there's a seeming location. That's the whole point. A dream seems to be real until you're not in it. See? People are trying to get they want to get out of the dream's effects, but they're still identified as a dreamt object. So if you're you're taking this to be real, the dream tiger is going to be as real as real can be. I don't care how many books about how to cohabitate a small space with a tiger you read, you're still going to have an anxiety about that tiger because its qualities are real to you because you're seemingly real. So what happens is, instead of realizing it's a dreamt tiger, you realize you're not the dreamt object, and then you'll be freed from the effects of the dreamt tiger and everything else. Yeah? This so-called... Um, individual seems to be hardwired for survival. The body is, yeah, yeah, Yeah. and the the brain for sure, definitely, and to sort of procreate. What's that about? That's just the that's just the fundamental programming here. Yeah, Yeah? has nothing to do with you at all. You don't deal with it. You don't ever struggle with the why of all this. I know why is a. It just doesn't work for me. To me, how is of good. If I can see how the distortion or the obscuring occurs, if I can see that, that that limits its its ability to occur greatly. (laughs) Yeah. So that's... See, when I first heard this idea, I would listen to what I thought was some of the big mistakes that happened in meetings. So one of them I saw was this one. All right, you're hearing the message, you're a lion. Yeah? And you may like the message. And see, here comes the message. You're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion. But when it hits this... This ear is is framed as a sheep ear, yeah. So, so when you hear it, the, it translates into "I can become like a lion." That's not the message, yeah. So then you go to another, hear another message because you know oh, that didn't work for me. So you hear another voice say it: "You're a lion. You're a lion. You're a lion. You're a lion." Hits here, and then I, it becomes "I can become like a lion." That's not the message, yeah. The problem is, is the sheep identification is in place. So all the balls that are being thrown are being caught with the sheep mitt. 
So as soon as the sheep mitt catches it, it's the sheep ball game. Yeah? And now it's going to go through this insane idea that I can, I can become like a lion. So we used to use these absurd examples where, let's say some sheep, sheep get together and they're into this idea. Let's all become like a lion. So they find old pictures of lions and they put them on the wall, get some candles, and they venerate. Oh, that's Big Daddy Lion. Da, da, da. And then they're getting their hair straightened out and they're taking roaring lessons. And it's really weird, but to them they're going, I think you sound like a lion today. Oh, yes. I'm getting close to being like a lion. Yeah? The fundamental flaw is that you're not the sheep. Yeah. Just like if you see those movies where the clone yeah, t- is taking itself to be a human, because it works better that way. Yeah? Then something happens, and there's a revelation it's not a human. But, so it's, it, it gets the information that it's a clone, but how does it hold the information? As the human. Yeah? The programming overrides its exact nature. Even when the nature is revealed to it, it's still revealed to it through the false nature. That's what happens a lot. Yeah? People hear the message, but it's made into something, and it gets neutered. And then the what's looking is forgotten, and now it's the who, it's the you that's looking for. And if you really want to have a long-term illness, it'll be, you'll be looking for what's looking. <laughs> because you're never going to find it. Because you are what's looking. Yeah. Why do you think they say these statements to save time? The Buddha cannot be used to find the Buddha. You're the Buddha. Yeah. Light can't be used to find light. Mind can't be used to find mind. You're mind. That's why you can't be... It's not like they're playing with you and screwing with you. You know, It's not personal. It just doesn't work. And this guy, Huang Po, went so far, he says, you can do it for eons. I mean, eons is a long time. You know what I mean? That's tons of errors. And, uh, you can do it for eons and nothing will happen. I think when you read that, it's a damn good thing to sort of let that hit you. Yeah? Because maybe it'll save you a whole lot of time. They're not talking. Who do you think they're talking to? They're trying to save us time. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for the second talk. <laughs> Pass the basket again. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for the second.